I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. I'm Tristan Miller, the saucy sleuth. And I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. I would love to say two things. One, compare that copy read to my copy read last time. And I'm like, <laughs> and then also, uh, for those of you who are hesitating on the audible trial thing, just cancel it after a month. Just, you know, do us a solid. <laughs> do the trial. Cancel it after a month and get a free book. Like, just, it's so, there's, the stakes are so low. <laughs> if you want an audiobook, just please, it's whatever. Anyway. It's that easy. It's that easy. But I would say, once you do start it, why would you stop? Yeah. Audibletrial.com slash ADC pod. It's just that easy and that good. It is actually a very good service. And you can. Being owned by Amazon. You can download. <laughs> good, good. I, I dunk I, on our own sponsor yeah, on our. <laughs> I'm a, uh, pulling a John Oliver right now. Great. <laughs> yes. Um, I, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Melissa, you were about to say something. Yeah, I mean, books are good. Um, how about books are good? How about download um Billy Jensen's book Chase Darkness with me? I haven't read it yet because I am gonna try and find a signed copy in an airport. Mm, that old hunt. Yeah, but you should download it and listen to it because he's great. And uh, I love him. Before we move on from that, mm-hmm. what? What? You're going to look for a signed copy? In Do you not airport? know this? No. Um, authors were generally, as they pass through airports, go to the bookstore in the airport, sign a bunch of copies and put them back. Yeah, he's also been leaving uh, free Happy Meal coupons in. Oh, that's very cute. But it's like, what cute. stops me from just going and just signing? Nothing. Someone... That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so here's the thing, Tyler. Once you free your mind of constraints of society. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Rogan, and welcome. <laughs> but it is one of those things. You can do anything. You might get in trouble but you can do anything you want okay yeah there's probably Ugh. not any left it's, in LaGuardia I mean, but I gotta try right what would that be impersonation or it wouldn't be defamation what no, would it be it would forging forger, a signature forging, forgery yeah, for forgery. sure so that's like legally if they caught you you'd be in you'd be in some trouble but yeah. like but if I made that to... mistake once in life never again Sign my dad's signature on a bad oh, mark no. in the fourth grade. Oh, Probably I, got found out with a quickness and was on <laughs> lockdown for like a two to three months. Oh my uh, gosh. Same thing happened to me. Solid. And I was homeschooled, so. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom just looked at you disapprovingly. Like, you will get found out. We as a society are not as smart as we think. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, don't, don't try and don't forge. forge Billy Jensen's signature. And, but if you're going to, you should probably also leave Happy Meal coupons because, you know. 
Yeah, that way it's it looks legit. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just less of a disappointment if there's a coupon for <laughs> for, Happy for food. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, did you see Mark Hamill was like debunking um, autographs on from eBay listings a no. while ago? People were sending him like, is this you actually? And he's like, no, actually. No, that is not me. That is not my handwriting, nor is that something I remember doing. Yeah. And it was very interesting of like, huh. yeah, because like there's a lot of fake yeah. autographs around. That yeah. So, like, who has the time? I know, seriously, just for get that. a real job. Yeah. Yeah, I oh. think about that a lot. Donate to our Patreon at patreon.com/slash/adcpod. <laughs> yes. Oh, hey, 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 hey. We have an Instagram now. Yes. Follow us on Instagram. It's the same as our Twitter and at adcpod at adcpod. Please follow us. Please. Please. You've been doing a great job curating stuff. Thank you. Yes, you it's know. brand yeah. new though, so we need we need a little bit of a bump. Mm-hmm. So bump us up. Also, shout out to the Yang Gang that has been steadily. All of our new Facebook group members are Yang Gang people. <laughs> That's oh, wow. Fun. So shout out to them. Yeah. Yeah. That is all I will say. We as a podcast cannot officially endorse a candidate. What I would, nor do I think we would agree on any. We would not agree. No, no, no. (laughs) I know for a fact that we wouldn't actually. And um, unfortunately, you can't have three running mates. Otherwise, that would solve the problem. So this episode is the case of the Western Star, which is also based off of short story from Poirot Investigates that we have already reviewed. Reviewed the short story version, but Mm -hmm. it's been a minute, and it's fresh for me. Yep. Okay. Great. Do you want us to review all of Poirot Investigates again with you? I just don't want the listeners to think that I have already been exposed to certain media when I have not. Okay. Just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> Authenticity in the day in the age of mechanical. It's not a dunk on you. It is not a dunk on the former host. I just want people to know that I have I if I get something wrong, I do not have a previous mm-hmm. Also, engagement. I forget everything before we do it again, so it's like it's new. For- no, I, I did. I did actually remember this one. Um, I try to forget. I never will. So we're in an alleyway when this episode begins. Okay. Uh, Jap is waiting on Ben. Ben Banks. Ben Buren. Ben Buren. <laughs> Vanguard. Ben. Ben. Ben Brax. Ben Brax. Because we Martin get down ben to Buren. Yeah. What what did he do? He's a president. No, I know. What did he do as president? <laughs> he was not as bad as Taft. Is I believe his claim to fame. How long was he the but president? But no one was bad as Cleveland. Mm. <laughs> well, We're so here. actually talking about the episode. Anyway, they're in so the alleyway. Barry Brax is the man that <laughs> that Jeff is looking for, and he, by gosh, he got him. Yeah, he got him real early on. Yeah. So he takes him in for, I forget what reason. Some sort of jewelry. Yeah. Hogwash. <laughs> I love that. some fake jewels? Is mm-hmm. that what it was? Or something weird like that. And um, he's like, you got nothing on me. I'm going to call my lawyer. You got nothing on me. And it turns out he doesn't have anything on him because the commissioner is like, ah, uh, you can't because it doesn't look good. And yeah, Jeff he is like, Ooh. Friends in high places. Mm-hmm. Like I do with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> weird pull, but okay. <laughs> Is it weird, Melissa? 
is it? No, what a friend we have in yeah. Jesus, you know? I mean, just just the context is, all right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so that's the cold open. And then- <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, of the episode, not of our podcast. Both. Yeah, great. Truly both. <laughs> and then we go to Poirot and Hastings, yeah? Yes. Usually. Yeah. No, it is Poirot mm. and Miss Lemon. Yes, because Poirot and- is fussy. He's so fussy. <laughs> You want to take this? <laughs> yeah, he's fussing about. He's like, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. He's so nervous. Oh, 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 yes. yes. Okay. Oh, great. This yeah. is the thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. From the last episode, yes. we teased, or mm-hmm. um, whenever you guys heard that one, yeah, um, two weeks ago, probably. So he has this little lapel pin mm. that is a very small vase. Yeah, and he puts little flowers in it, and it's usually lavender, mm. but. In this particular one, when he has a very special guest coming over, it's like a pink orchid or something. Oh, that's lovely. the most charming thing. And I love that lapel pin. Love a little vase. Um, It's gorgeous. And what a lovely detail. And why don't people do this anymore? Anyway, go on. Well, first, because it's called a base. Just kidding. (laughs) Let's call the whole thing off. accusation from Tyler. (laughs) 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 Either, either, neither, neither. I say either, either way. Yeah. So uh, he's freaking out because his celebrity is coming. The most famous actress from Belgium. Yeah. And everyone's like, there's movies there. Oh, which is so, so mean. annoying. And it turns out she can't make it. And he's very disappointed for a moment because he's like been freaking out. And he's like, where's Hastings? He looks like he's about to cry. Yes. But. Then she's like, come meet me at my hotel. And there's some very seductive music that cues. And it's very, it's very fun. But in the subtitles, it was like dejected theme. Yeah. Which was like, the subtitles for this episode specifically are way off. Mm. Also, side note, there's a, later on in the episode, there's an extended scene where they're both speaking French and no subtitles no. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> which was... A bold move. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, because Hastings was there and he'd been like trying to get some sandwiches because Hastings is always eating. And the truly the Joey Tribbiani. Um, yeah. Or the Maxine Shaw. I don't know her. Well, you should. Whomst? From Living Single, the show that Friends is based off of. Oh. Okay. He wants to steal a sandwich. Poirot says, no, you can't because everything has to be perfect for mm-hmm. this actress that's coming over. And then when they're going over to the hotel, instead, um, uh, Poirot picks up the flowers that he's going to give to her and Hastings picks up a sandwich and puts it in his mouth. Yes. It's great. It's very good. Um, good detail. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, they head on over to the hotel and... I love that Poirot just has Hastings come with him everywhere, like his puppy. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, let's go to the hotel. Come on, Hastings. Mm-hmm. It's like, were you invited? I guess. <laughs> By extension, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does have to drive him. Yeah. To be fair. Much like myself, Poirot does not drive. Yeah. Um, he... Word flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan just cracked a... Smile? We're gonna call it. We're gonna call it a smile. Uh, a if you will. Grinness. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mm-hmm. uh, paints a picture 
a word picture. So we go over to the hotel. She answers the door. She is lovely. Poirot bows deeply and holds the flowers up. Yeah. And Hastings like is like nods at her. Like hello. When she opened the door, though, I got confused because the trim of her blouse made it look like a maid's costume to me in like the a first bit. couple yeah. of frames and yeah. I was like oh this is gonna be funny when he realized this the maid and not but then it was her it was so, her yeah <laughs> yeah she's very lovely she has some sort of accent presumably Belgium. supposed to be Belgian which mm-hmm. doesn't match Suchet's I did notice yeah, that no. at all I noticed that as well, well but it could like, be a regional thing. but I will also say is like um Wait, regions are there in Belgium three a couple, I guess. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I have a problem. Yes. And it's that someone's after my diamond. Yeah, so she has this... Oh, boy. Uh, she has this big diamond called the, what, Eastern Star? Or the Western Star? Hers is the what? I'm pretty sure she had the Western. Right? Yes, yeah. she's the Western Star. She's very worried that it's going to be... Stolen because she's gotten a threatening letter. Yeah, it's not for nothing. Three. Three. Yeah. Thrice she's Three been threatening. threatening. Three. Uh, uh, uh. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> you say, um, Dracula or Dracula? Dracula. Or Dracula. No one says that. Uh, the McElroys do. Thank you very much. Dracula. Don't they say it? Dracula. With a wink. Dracula. Wink, wink. Maybe. I don't know. Tyler, weigh in, please. I don't call him. <laughs> <laughs> I've never considered Dracula as a cunt. Like, I have friends from Transylvania, but, like, I never thought, like, oh, <laughs> let me ask you about this. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I. Dracula. <laughs> but I guess I would say it. Dracula, like that, because that is Dracula. Like pretty, it's how he says much it. The, yeah, it's how he says it. Yeah, you should call people then by the names they, they how that they say is it. True. Yeah, Eddie Azard. No, Thank you. call me by your name. There it is. <laughs> Somebody had to. I hate mm-hmm. that movie. Never seen it. Want to? Never seen it. So she has this big diamond and very big received... diamond, and her very weird husband. Just the weirdest cat we've ever seen. Uh, meow. Yeah? Or nah? <laughs> Two thumbs. Because <laughs> I am not into him. He looks like someone tried to draw someone and from memory. Does that make sense? It's like I want to draw Alfred Molina from memory. Hey. <laughs> Reminds me of like a young Count Olaf. Sure. From a series of unfortunate. He does have that same severe cheekbone situation. Yeah, and the eyes and the eyebrows. Very like dramatic it's... hair line. Mm, yeah. Like he has a he has plenty of hair. It's just quite it's just the quite a widow's head. peak um, situation, and it's very floppy. Um, Trey European. Yeah. And the clothes he wears, like, on their own, generally fine, but together is just a... Oh, mm. I loved his dope I, fit. Yeah. Mm. I was just saying, I loved it. He had no, big fur coat. It happens later, but, like, Bad. he's en route to some 
where yeah. he's en route to the last place we see him in yeah. that outfit. Oh, yeah, that is a dope <laughs> fit. Big fur coat, big yes. hat, spats. Oh. Oh. Individually, Into except for the fur coat. Okay, fur coat, no, thank you. Done, move on. Um, the shoes, great. Uh, he has these black and white dress shoes. Love them. Love them to pieces. Um, he's wearing a mint suit, which could be good, mm-hmm. except he puts a like burgundy tie with it, with like some big pattern. Ugh. Oh yeah, he's very garish. He's very loud. Yeah. But as someone who wears Hawaiian shirts, no, 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 I respect that. It's just. These combinations do not work. No, mm. I disagree. If you saw the last mm. revival of Hello Dolly, those were <laughs> pretty much on point as well. And it was like the same kind of mm-hmm. thing going on. I don't know. Mm. Well, hello. Well, well, when the parade passes you by, mm. you can say what you will. <laughs> <laughs> That's for all of our musical theater fans. <laughs> Deep pull from Hello Dolly. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't like him. No, so. he's a uh, creep. He's, yeah, he's, trash. Yeah, he's a creepy weirdo. Yeah, um, yes. So So we all agree her husband's canceled. Yeah. <laughs> if we can agree on that yeah. phrase in for anything, it is her husband. I'll say I if you agree. Bye. I great. Uh so But before it, we even meet the husband, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's okay. I just didn't exhale. <laughs> I didn't. I like inhaled real you big. Like, you did like a like. That was a, like a Terry McMillan exhale. It was like, also like a chocolate rain, you know. <laughs> He's like leaning away from the mud. No, because I yeah I got all ready to say something and mm. then I just needed to let that air out. Okay, go on. Please. That seems metaphorical, like, were Tyler. You talk about the same scene they were in that with the uh, with Mrs. Rolf. I don't know. I just got okay. very ready to say something. Oh. <laughs> when we come back, I want to say something after you say something, and then you can say something eventually. Okay, great. This I'll is just take a break. Now I feel I'll let, the, I'll let all the men talk. No, <laughs> it's like, it's better than over-talking. I know, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just the way Tristan said it. I, I was, just yeah. felt that we were about to move on out of this scene, and I didn't want to get out of mm-hmm. this scene without <clears throat> You're bringing absolutely up. right. Mine no. can wait after Melissa's. Tyler. Okay. You have the floor. Thank you. <laughs> when asked about who has been delivering these letters, Prara is like, uh, you know, were these letters mailed? And she's like, no, it was delivered by our first piece of racism in oh, this episode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we got to talk about this. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Um, I don't even want to say it. No, don't. No. <laughs> they say just a derogatory but term. Say, yeah, derogatory term uh, for but- a... For an Asian person, because we don't even know if yeah. it is even the nationality which they suggest. If you want to figure it out, I'll give you some hints. It's used also in The Big Lebowski, and it's also used uh, very frequently during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So you can figure it out from there. Yeah. Yeah, and the premise is that there's there's two big diamonds, the Eastern and Western Star, and they were part of what? A, a Chinese set from a, a statue of a god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they're the two eyes. Yeah, of exactly. The, of the statue. Yeah, the eastern star and the western star. So mm-hmm. we, we've got the western star. Yes, the our... titular role, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with we have our... the whole star in our hands at this moment. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
So great. Um, and that is who we think that the threatening letters have come from. And then Melissa, you had something to say. I didn't. Was that the same thing? I th- maybe. Honestly, at this point, if I had something to say, I've forgotten it. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it, no, 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 no. I'm really not. It's it's really fine. I was just going to try to find something to move on to the next oh. part of the episode. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Seriously, it's okay. So my it was thing important. was uh, the last name Rolf. Also, have you seen the show Ed, Ed, and Eddie? Yes. That's all I can oh think of. Oh my gosh. Ed the yes. boys. <laughs> yes. yes. There's a character named Rolf who's from like Kazakhstan or someplace. Okay. And he has a very fun accent and his name is Rolf and he owns like a bunch of chickens in the cul-de-sac and he talks like this and it's very fun. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, Rolf is also the name of Liesl's boyfriend in The Sound of Music. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Who turns yes. out to be bad dude. Yes. A Nazi. Gotta love them bad boys. And Nazi. Not, not, not the Nazis, though. No, um, not are the Nazis bad boy. the ultimate bad boys? <laughs> yes, we're just very bad, you see. All opposed um, say nay. Uh, nay. nay. Nine. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 nine. <laughs> uh, we like to have fun here. Um, and not focus. <laughs> so, they're going to, uh... Our actress friend and her weird husband are going to be going to the Yardley Manor, is that what it's Yes, to rent it out for a film. Yeah. Um, And do they know that... They do know that they have the other one. Yes. Yes. They have the Eastern Star. But before that, they go to the vault and they see the diamond. That's all. And that's where we meet Mr. Rolf. That's all. I go vault. Yeah, no, but they talk about... Right. So they talk about the fact that they're going to go there because they are also thinking of shooting a movie there. Yes. Um, yep. Great. So Poirot and Hastings go to talk to the Yardleys and ahead of the visit. Right. Yes. Before that, Mrs. Something Lardley comes by the office oh, right. to speak to Hastings and Hastings like, oh, you've been receiving the letters too. And she's like, how? How did you know? And he's like, deduction. And he has this very nice moment. He's so yeah, sweet. God bless. So Hastings sometimes thinks he can do Poirot's job when Poirot is out doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he really tries. And he, he did do, yeah, he assumes. Deducts. He deducts. <laughs> he uh, deduces. This is like Porky Pig trying to get you to get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Move. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, he sits down at Poirot's desk and says, oh, you've been receiving these letters too, blah, blah, blah. And she agrees with him. So mm-hmm. they go to the Yardley's manor and they talk to the dad, uh, her husband. Papa he's Yardley. very much a dad. Yeah. And he's also so nice with his kids up until he ignores them completely. <laughs> Because they start fighting, and then they start talking to Poirot, and they're just fighting in the background. He's like, I can't discipline. Where's their mother? Yeah, pretty much. Yes, and I'm sorry. I left out something. Oh, okay. When we met Mrs. Rolf, we find out that there's, like, the threatening letter pretty much says, like, within three days, like, this thing is going to be stolen from you, really. Something along those lines. So Poirot suggests that you leave the diamond, Papa Poirot. Yes. This is the first instance 
of uh, Poirot referring to himself as Papa Poirot in the series. Now, he oh, does this right? quite often in the books. Yes, yeah. he does. BPE. It, Big Papa Energy yep. coming from Papa. I love it when they call me Big Papa Poirot. Um, <laughs> it is my favorite thing about him. And I know you have other feelings about it, Melissa. I think it's so funny and charming and just so strange. In this context, it actually doesn't feel the grossest. Mm-hmm. It's very Santa Claus-like. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's also That's so much older than most of the people he says it to. And yeah. He generally does say it to women, which is a little condescending. Nope. But it's also like, it's so well-intended, I believe. It is. It's um, well-intended. Um, certainly in this instance. Do you know Barba Papa? Who what? Barba Papa. He's a French cartoon character. Highly recommend looking him up. No. He's a little amorphous, like, um, it's Papa's beard. You know, it's a cotton candy. And he has a oh. wife and kids. And he oh. grows out of the ground. It's so sweet. Highly recommend. Look it up on YouTube. Okay. Barba Papa. He I don't, loves his kids. He loves his wife. It's I, like. I don't know if I know how to spell that. Uh. Like, just put in Barba Papa how you think, like Barba Barba, Eden. Barba, yeah, Barba Papa. Barba Papa. Because you, Barba you say it with a lilt that makes me just think that it should be spelled differently. Barba, Did she Papa. retire from 2020, like eons ago? Bob Walters? No. Not all my jokes are gonna land. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know who Bubba Walters is, um, but I, I, I got 2020 confused with like the upcoming year. Uh fair. I was like, yeah, uh? didn't she... that's, that's fair. Did, did Barbara Walters retire from 2020? I don't know. Um, hindsight. She, she is. She is. Yeah, oh, she's, yeah. She's done though. She's. Yeah. yeah. She's retired. Yes. Yeah, and struggling from what I hear, which is <gasps> unfortunate yeah, to hear. That is also what yeah. I hear. Yeah. Um, so we're at the Yardley Mansion. The kids are doing the worst. something. <laughs> being children. They're not at all. They're playing with the train set with their father. Being the worst. Yeah. <laughs> they have on their short pants, which is a charming short uh, pants. Yeah. That's what they call them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you wear short pants up until um, you're out of uh, primary school? Why then... did I ever buy him those damn long pants? Oh, another Herman reference. Look at us today. Yeah. Uh, he says, okay, so we're going to sell the necklace because I've made some poor decisions and I'm just drowning in debt, let's be honest. He's, yeah, he's selling the estate and the necklace to... Yeah. Uh, and... She's saying, like, listen, I would really rather you did not sell this necklace. But I suppose if you must, you must. And, you know, clearly you have to make the decisions because you're the man. Um, She doesn't say that. It's just the time. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Sucks. But, you know, that's how it worked. And that is the premise of this whole plot point. So she... He asks her to go get the necklace. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, apparently set in a hideous... She's saying, Gaudy no, I don't want terrible. to, because it's just set in such a terrible necklace. Um, yeah. I keep asking him to reset it, but he doesn't. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah. So he's like, oh, come on, just go get it. And she's like, all right, great, I guess I will. Mm-hmm. So she goes and gets it, and they look at it from afar, and she says, wait till you see it in the light. And then in the one of the finest acting moments... <laughs> <laughs> she, the light goes out and she screams and falls to the side. It's ridiculous. It's like, how truly that the most happen? absurd. It is. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, the lights go completely out. They do. Um, she falls out of the doorway somehow. Out of frame, if you will. Yeah. I could just see like the director like in the chair, like, oh, wait till wait, wait, y'all see this. Yeah. What we about to do in this scene right here? This scene right here, though? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> So the lights come back up, and she's like, oh, this Asian person stole it from me. Yeah, and they say really racist things. It's yeah. bad. Um, but I'm really surprised they didn't just say the C word, to be honest. Like, it was at that level of, like, I'm very surprised. Um, so. But, yeah, they, they, it's been stolen, she says. And, and it, the big diamond is gone from yeah. the necklace. Which, by the way, I didn't think it was that hideous. Like, it's very big, but. Just tacky. Yeah, and I also think that she was... Um, she was exaggerated so she didn't have to wear it because so they didn't have to see the diamond. Right. So it's gone, though. My diamonds. And there is a piece of silk fabric in the doorway. Yeah. Allegedly from uh, her... From the thief's robes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I rolled my eyes if you couldn't hear that in my voice. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. It was real bad. And so, you know, uh, never mind. Are you about to go off? I, I wanted to, but I'll I'll save it for the end. I'll okay. Save it for the end. Yeah. All right. Very good. And then we do something. They go back to the actress. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to take a break here? Hey everybody, this is Tristan Miller, the Saucy Sleuth, coming at you now in this moment that I'm recording, which is a different moment than when you're listening to it. If you are listening on Patreon, early, early access on Patreon, thank you so much for listening and supporting us, which is something you can do. You go to patreon.com slash adcpod and see our wonderful tiers. Um, you can get early access, bonus episodes and clips, along with a bunch of other stuff. There. We're on the Scavengers Network. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com, check out all their great content there, such as State Your Case, Morgan Needs a Podcast, um, several others as well, Insanely Haunted, I don't know, Radio. We are ever-expanding, and it's really great seeing. It's wonderful to be a part of the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content. You can go to the aforementioned Audible link audibletrial.com to also support us that way um also uh one of the bonus materials we're going to be doing is a commentary track for i believe uh the hitchcock version of uh, murder on the orient express so if you're a patreon member you can look forward to that if you're not, become a Patreon member, and then you can have access to that when we decide to do it and we have time to do it. The holidays are very busy for us. All right, um, let's get back to the program. Um, but they go back to the actress, yeah? Yes. And they take, he's like... No, they don't. They just go to the... They go straight to the Jew? No, they go to the actress. He gives bad news, but then Hastings is doing some side quest. 
um, to follow <laughs> Mr. Rolf to where he goes, but they end up being at the same place because they both go to the jewelers, yeah. which here is where some of the interesting portrayals of Jewish people come in. He's clearly in the Jewish quarter of London. A lot of Hasidic Jewish people are seen in this in this area, and it is deeply inferred that he is a crafty sort of Jewish stereotype, which is not ideal. Like the Merchant of Venice. A little bit. If we can take a pause for the cause real quick, Mm -hmm. since you have read... I don't know why I pronounced that so weird. (laughs) Seems very accusatory. And or listen to the short story on which this is based. Yes. Do they bring up that they are in fact in a Jewish part of No. No. Okay, so we are in the nineteen eighties when this television show is I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um so they go and Poirot convinces uh, the jeweler to give him the real diamond, which he has been hoarding because there's been a hold up on, quote unquote, on his end, trying to make the exchange between the two. Oh, because, okay. So here's the thing. We get from uh, Mrs. Gardley. She confesses. Is yes. that right? Yeah, we need yeah. we need this, right? Yeah, we need this. Um, she confesses that she long ago... Switched out the diamond. Switched out the diamond. Because she has threatening letters as well. Because she's being blackmailed because she and Mr. Rolf had a fling. Oh, yeah. Right. The, the weirdest only difference, Yeah. The only difference was, like, she knows who her blackmailer is Yeet. where Mrs. Rolf did not. Yeah. So, you know, she gives him the mm. diamond and... Uh, so that's why she didn't want to wear the necklace. That's why she's nervous about it getting sold by her husband because it is fake. It's made she of has paste. had a paste one made. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So the only real one is with the jeweler. Is with the jeweler. Um. And yes, we're at the jeweler. I'm sorry. And go on. Poirot threatens him to tell, basically, Jap that uh, he's been using. Um, he's been procuring and exchanging going acting as a go-between for an illegal uh jewel ring yeah yeah uh essentially and uh, he goes fine and then he pulls out of the deal but he gives uh mr rolf the the paste diamond which poirot has in his possession and exchanges hands and then they go to the airport because mr rolf is heading to south africa presumably no, that doesn't make sense. I was going to say to sell the diamond, but that doesn't make sense. Um, don't know why he's going to South Africa, but he is. And he's meeting Van Buren there. And without his wife. And without his wife. Um, so Hastings follows him, and uh, Jap follows Van Braxen. Van Braxen, yeah. Um, and then Poirot goes to the movie star is like, by the way, your husband is leaving. This scene is in French with no subtitles. Beautifully acted. No idea what the heck they're saying. Um, Uh, you know, you can infer. Yeah. You can infer, but it's just like, like even Star Wars gives us subtitles. Um, except for the holiday special. Uh, Don't want to get into it. (laughs) Okay. Infer read that scene. Oh. Oh, 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 I love I a poor man's toe. <laughs> uh, um, I wish you all could see Tyler's face. I was so, so proud. proud. Yeah. <laughs> so proud. Uh, yes. 
But, uh, so there's a confrontation at the airport. Aerodome, as they refer to it, which is very fun. There's a big sign out front of this aerodome that says airport which i do we still do that for airports or do we all just know where the airport <laughs> no, we is? we just know where the airport is no, i think have signs there's for laguardia yeah there's there's signs like when you're but, driving and sure but yeah. does it say like on the building it just says airport <laughs> that <laughs> i think is beautiful <laughs> like in case you were it's confused like, it's like the sign for the gwb that just says bridge yeah um, yeah, I know. I just was, it, was, it was an honest question. It was an honest question. A lot of people think that I'm being snide or doing hot takes when I have an honest question about okay. things. Um, but they get there. They realize that the diamond is paste. And Jap is like, I got you this time. He's like, why? Because I'm carrying my own money. And he's got a paste diamond. See ya, punk. And he leaves. And then Poirot talks to his wife. And then they meet up later at their apartment. And Poirot has done this very sweet thing. where He's cooked tasting a whole meal. And it Hastings so good. So good. Mm. And Hastings is writing in his notebook and and Poirot feels underappreciated. <laughs> He's like, put that down. Concentrate on your food. He's like his mom. And Mama he, Poirot. And uh, Hastings is like, Well no, I've just been trying to work out this whole time. Uh, what is he? What is he trying to work out? What where the second diamond is. Be- oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he's dumb. <laughs> Tom is a bag of rocks. God bless him. There was only the one diamond the entire time. Yes, and Poirot explains this to him, and he's like, oh. And then they eat, and they cheers, and then it's do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I ship Poirot and Hastings so hard in a very non-sexual relationship. I just want them to just cohabitate for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And they have a very nice relationship. It's very cute. They're a very cute pairing. Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. And I realized also in that moment, I'm like, there must have been a lot of people who ship that as like uh, a relationship. Uh, But like sometimes you just want to see a good friendship. That's it. Yep. But like I want it like even like I want like common law marriage. Like like, they just live together. (laughs) They like go on like little friendship dates and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. fortunately... That's basically the show. <laughs> that is yeah, true. They just don't live together. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they did at one point. In the books, at oh, least. Okay. Yeah, they were roommates, much like oh. a, a Watson and Sherlock thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in Poro Investigates, Yep. they live together the whole time. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, we just don't have a Miss Lemon character in Poro Investigates. No. And, um, it is, but, like, the action happens in their flat rather than their office. Yeah. Yes. Essentially. Uh, yeah, so what did we think of the episode, guys? Tyler. The chair recognizes Tyler Riley. <laughs> Good God. As much as, like, I, as I've said on this show many a time, I love racism. <laughs> <laughs> Within the historical context. Yes. This was, like, I excuse it in the books mm. for that reason. Sure. Mm-hmm. The television show... Dear, dear God, why, why so much, so much time? Mm. I can understand like a slur or derogatory phrase, like maybe once from a despicable character. Yeah, yeah. But they harp on using derogatory terms towards Asian people so much in this episode not to mention the fact that uh mr rolf disguises himself as an asian person by putting paste around his eyes yeah I, which is oh boy 
Oh, it's bad. At least we didn't see it. Like, at least we did see it. Uh, Not like oh. that other episode where we, yes. <laughs> we did see it. Uh, but yeah, it seems like Poirot, invest- Agatha Christie's Poirot, also has it out for Asian people, which is, I think, also indicative of the time in which it was set. But it's still, like you are saying, it's the 1980s. Maybe you should be a little bit more sensitive. Yeah. Along with the anti-Semitism yeah. in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it is good. the 1980s. We get that the past was the past. There's no... Re- like, you can touch on it, but the fact that they spent so much time yeah. is a problem. And yeah. this is your Series 2 finale. Yeah. And what what just a disappointing mm-hmm. way to go out. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta I did not it. enjoy this episode. Um, as far as a mystery, that's the only reason it gets a mustache from me. Mm-hmm. I would say also uh, the, as if I recall correctly, the short story also refers to Asian people in a very unflattering term. Terms. It- it does, which I get, but, but like, yeah, it's the difference of it was written by mm-hmm. written. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's still not great, obviously, but it, it was written in um, what the thirties, yeah. as opposed to and the eighties when they knew better. Right? Yeah, in the yeah. 80s. yeah, yeah. You can yeah. with the TV show, you can still do the story and frame it differently and have it be less offensive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty easy, to be honest. Um, yeah, it, one is fine. Yeah, um, 0.5. I was also bored. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, above the, the... I don't think it was particularly well accomplished. It's also very confusing, and then they give this B... The C plot to Jap that I don't care about, and, like... Oh, God, yeah. Also, I just didn't right. care about the case, because diamonds are not right, a it's... boy's best friend. Well, diamonds are boy. forever. They are forever. Like, the length of this episode. Oh, gosh. It was pretty long, and, yeah, it was not... Yeah, the fact that it was... I didn't realize it was the finale of this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Nor uh, was it particularly, like... I don't know, like, well-adapted from my memory. N- not really. Um, I, it wasn't my favorite s- short story when we read yep. it initially. I mean, look, not, I, I don't care about Jules either. Yep. It's not interesting. Um, I'll say it was well-acted. They did a good job that way. Yeah. I never fault Suchet nor... Um, Hugh Fraser, nor no, the I mean just cast is always very solid. Great. I mean, I think baseline from here on out, unless we complain about them for some reason, you can just assume mm-hmm. that's positive feeling. We yeah, Suchet Hastings, uh, the actors who do Jap and Miss Lemon are also great, and I forget their names all the time. Pauline Moran, that's her name. Wow. Nice. Thank you. What I will say is what should have been the finale is that one where you get a lot of closure with Jap and Poirot. Yeah. That uh, would have been very emotional. Been I think that might have been the one I gave a five to. I can't remember. Yeah. And what I'll say is this. And correct me if I'm wrong. British people, British media rather, doesn't seem to have like a concept of like a big finale in the my experience. Uh, I, I would disagree. Okay. Yeah. Um, based on Doctor Who. Well, during this time. Maybe. But... Well, I don't have more of a con- that okay. much of a context. I, I, yeah, I disagree. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Don't be racist and don't watch this one. You can just don't watch it. this one. You can you just can... go straight to season three. Yep. Yeah. Specifically... Or I wonder if we get a new opening. 
Because I know we get one at some point. Oh, oh no. Because I even tweeted about this. I love the opening. So yeah. do I. I just, like, I don't know if the music's different or, like, what happens. If it, like, it gets, mm. like, an even jazzier update or whatever. <laughs> oh. But I know that it does change at a point. I don't know when that point is. I did want to talk about the music in this episode. It is sexual. <laughs> There's a lot of like slow jazz renditions of the main theme and like there's a solo clarinet and it's very sensual and very strange it's meant to be like solemn but since it's the clarinet it just comes across and like oh yeah yeah clarinets are always sexy is that right uh that and sexy about most woodwinds i would say <laughs> brass not so much um is a flute sexual like it's certainly phallic but is it sexual no. I say a clarinet doesn't do it for me. It's like very much like well, you well. might as well be playing a recorder. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to a close. AudibleTrial.com. Also go to our Patreon. Goodbye. Follow us on Instagram. Gavel Sound. Don't be racist.